Welcome to Beyond the Shoots is presented by Parasite Systems. I'm your host, Doug Simcox, and I hope that you're having a great day, staying safe, and enjoying the fall colors. Today, I'm recording in Taylorsville, Kentucky, and we are continuing our conversation with a gentleman that has worked the Wrangler National Finals Rodeo as the Barrel Man, learned to ride bucking horses in a barbed wire arena, drove a NASCAR hauler near the wall at Daytona, and raced a goat cart in Lansing, Michigan. We came up together in the sport of professional rodeo. He is a rodeo clown, and me as an announcer. Please welcome back to the show. It's great to have him back with us, Mr. Rockin' Robbie Hodges. Hey, Doug, how are you? I am well, sir. I am well, I am well. Hope you're doing well. I'm doing great. I'm riding the bumpity bumps here on I-10 East, heading back, getting it, getting ready to go again here. It's been a, it's been a long 14 days. Yeah, so I've been trying to follow you on Facebook. You've been very, very busy. So where are you, uh, Route 10, where are you right this moment? Where have you been since we talked a week ago? And then, of course, where are you headed? Okay, like I said, it's been a very interesting week. I am almost, I am between Beaumont and Lake Charles on the bumpiest road in America. Mm -hmm. So if it sounds like I'm in an earthquake, that's why. Um I'm actually traveling. I, I got to do something last night that I've never got to do before. Um, I was asked by a very good friend of mine. He's a sound guy and a scoreboard guy in the PRCA, a guy by the name of Ben Benavidez. And uh, he does, uh, like I said, he does the scoreboards and stuff like that. And he's High Def Rodeo is the name of his company. And I had the distinct pleasure and honor of marrying his daughter, last night she uh she got married at a uh a venue over near college station mm-hmm. and i um krista and i went and did that right after we got through with the uh, pasadena livestock show and rodeo nine performances of nothing but great rodeos and bullfights mm-hmm. and then uh, about a year ago she asked me she was having some trouble finding a, a preacher or something so she got frustrated and said you know what i'm just i want robbie hodges to marry me so yeah. i went and got ordained oh, and here wonderful. i am wonderful perfect, yes perfect. and it was quite a it was quite an honor and i tell you what i've done some very scary stuff in the old clown barrel and yeah, yeah. been in been in front of a lot of people before but that was the uh that was the scariest 155 people i think i've ever worked in front really? of There's, okay yeah okay uh to give you some example who was there last night joe beaver oh wow okay yeah yeah, yeah. eight time you know all-around mm-hmm. champion and uh, I asked him when I went in, I said, did you build this building? Because you built the Thomas and Mac, you know, <laughs> right, that's what they say. Right, right. And uh, yeah. he said, no, I didn't build this one. And I know you're scared to death. I said, you better believe it. Um, John Dowsch, calf roper, going to the NFR this year for his mm-hmm. second time. He was there. He was one of the groomsmen. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think it, it was a great, great experience. It was, uh, it was something that I would like to do again, you know, for a friend only. I wouldn't, I would never do something like that for a uh, for someone I didn't know that's maybe not in the rodeo world. Mm-hmm. But but it it was very interesting, and we had a great time. And I dropped uh, my beautiful girlfriend, who without her, this none of would have been possible because of the uh, she put all the okay. you know the the notes and stuff together. And I dropped her off at the Houston airport. Yeah. And now I'm heading to Jackson, Mississippi to get on an airplane uh, in the morning to fly to do a Georgia satellite show where I'm their guitar tech for the week oh, for wow. Friday. 
And then I turn around and fly back to Jackson to do a bull riding, a bareback riding, and a bronc riding on Sunday. Okay. So, so besides before, that, there's not a whole lot going on. Well, 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 there's, there's, yeah, doesn't sound like it. So Jackson, Mississippi, Georgia, right. Georgia uh, satellites, you're, you're yep. a guitar tech. What in the world is a guitar tech? Okay. Well, I'm the guy that kind of gets everybody's uh, electronics ready. I get their guitars in tune. Mm-hmm. I like to, uh, you know, I get the amps, make sure, get to do sound check, do all that. So when they go on. They're actually flying me to Atlanta oh, tomorrow. Wow. And, yep, so uh, I do that with them at a little place called Mad Life in, in, uh, in Woodstock, Georgia, right outside of Atlanta. Okay. Get to see some of my local friends there and get to be a roadie. Okay, so so before you get to Jackson, you're actually going to Atlanta, and you're going to be working on equipment there, getting them all ready for them to go out and do this concert? Absolutely. Yeah, oh, wow. I'm flying. And well, what I'm going to do, they're going to fly me from Jackson because I have to turn around and fly right back for a Saturday night uh, party right. At, right. that I'm playing at. And then Sunday I do that uh, Bulls, Barrels and Bronx deal. And then um, my journeys take me right back to Atlanta to do a rodeo there uh, with a friend of mine named Danny Hedrick, Blue Jeans and I will get to do one together. And then I head south on the 20th of October for Arcadia, Florida, their fall rodeo. Oh, wow. Okay. So, so no downtime at all. I mean, I know you just right now. Yeah. You had a bit (laughs) of quiet time, right? This last few weeks. Yeah, I did. I was at the same rodeo every night. That's one of my favorite rodeos. I've had that rodeo for 14 years. Oh, wow. And, uh, yeah, and it, it's a wonderful thing, and it's like family there. And each night, you know, mm-hmm. they just they treat Chris and I, and they treat all their contract people like family. And I got to work with the legendary Terry Starnes and, um, and Mark Evans, who is fixing to do his first national finals uh, steer wrestling. Mm-hmm. He's the music coordinator for them. Right. So okay. had some really, really good folks, really good help, and – Man, we actually had a wonderful time there. It was it was probably one of the best weeks of that of that rodeo that we've had so really? far. Good, good. Yeah. Well, that's excellent. And and it, are all the weeks like this, Robbie? I mean, are you going somewhere every day? Um, no, usually well, this yeah. time of year it usually slows down, but I tell you it's it's kind of been strange. It's mm-hmm. it's with this resurgence of rodeo, it's really taken off and now my uh, November is half full, so. Um, and, and what is it typically? Not 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 uh, it, quite so busy. No, this time of year a lot of the rodeos are weekends. Yeah. You know they may start on a Thursday, but I usually try to get in the town that I'm going to be at a day prior. You know maybe on okay. Wednesday for a Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, or or you know that said you know the day before. I never like to travel on the days of just in case of. Mm-hmm you know, mm-hmm. car trouble or anything else or anything. And most of the time they want me there a day or so early, drink a little beer and get used to everybody and have a steak with the committee. Okay. So, okay. and so I, I try to, I try to get in there a day early, get set up. So I have a, you know, a time to change from the last rodeo I did mm-hmm. debrief from it mm-hmm. and then go into the, into the next one, you know, okay. because every rodeo is different. Every announcer is different. And, yeah. you know, it's just have a, 
a day of sitting on the patio, putting your feet up, relaxing a little bit, and mm-hmm. getting back in rodeo mode or music mode, whichever I'm doing. Sure. And you'll pull right onto the rodeo grounds then. So let's say it's a Friday night show. You're going to arrive on Thursday afternoon, Thursday night. Sure. Okay. Yep. I'll, I'll arrive in there, get plugged in, get my stuff set up, mm-hmm. maybe get, you know, my barrel fixed up. This week I did a... I, I didn't do it, but I I let somebody uh, use my barrel. Wayne Ratley, he's mm-hmm. sort of a student of mine in the barrel, and mm-hmm. I let him use my clown barrel, and it, he got the crap beat out of it. So there's going to be a lot of work done with it. The, Cody Webster brought the, the fighting bulls there for Saturday night. We had a 15-man with a five-man short round. So it was uh, 20 fighting bulls on that old clown barrel. Sure beat it up pretty good, you know. So, so what do you have to do to get the clown barrel back in condition? Okay, well, you know, most of the padding didn't get ripped off of it. So what I'll do, I'll strip it down. I use this 20 mil PVC tape. Okay. And I wrap it all back up, and it almost looks like a piece of carbon fiber when I get through with it because it's white and black all the way through, and it looks really neat. Okay. And there's been times where I've actually left it as that color. Really? Because I okay. liked it. Yeah, okay. it looks okay. like a, the white and the black of a carbon fiber race yeah. seat or something, yeah. you know? Yeah, styling. Yeah, and it, it looks cool. And then, you know, if they have a sponsor, which Coors this week or something, I'll I'll put the Coors sticker on it and get her ready to go, you know. And and, uh, and usually it doesn't get the crap beat out of it like this. You know, it'll get a ding or two working it as protection. But mainly, Doug, it, it you know, if, if I know it's going to get the crap beat out of it, I won't put the white back in. I mean, the yellow and the white back on it for Coors. Okay. I'll usually, I'll usually just leave it into that carbon fiber look because it really, really looks cool. Yeah. And and based on the rodeo, the bull riding, wherever you might be determines if you're rolling with the Coors. Do you do you, do you have right. another sponsor you have to put on it for another another bull riding type or something? Right. You know, we own the barrel, but the committees understand that. So they'll, mm-hmm. you know, they'll work with you. You know, if I'm at a pro rodeo, it's always going to be Coors. If it's not, they'll pay me the equivalent to what Coors would, you know. But okay. generally, I had 50, 50 performances with Coors this year really? already. Okay. Yeah, okay. and they pay me a stipend to have it on the barrel, you know, and it, it really works works out good. It pays the fuel and some stuff, and it actually pays my trip out to Las Vegas. Okay. Excellent. Excellent. And, yeah. and And so – if you if they want to put a different sticker on it, it's not a pro, not a PRCA rodeo, right? You can put another logo on, no issue with course. No, no, as long as it's not another malt beverage, okay. um, we can put a bourbon, let's say, oh, you know. You but can. I always, okay. yes, we can, as long as it's not a like a malt, all right, um, or another, you know, beer company. It can be a malt beverage. It just can't be a a beer company, I guess they would say, you know, um, because mm-hmm. you know they're. They're pretty proud of that brand, and you know, and that's what that's what you're there to do, sell beer, and um, so you know, and and like a lot of times there'll be a tractor company or a, you know, a supply company or something, and Donna's always been very lenient with us to put it on top of that, like above the cone, you know, where the Coors is in the middle. I see. You know, you'll put a rental company or a forklift company, like we've done before. You okay. know, they'll allow that, even though the yes, okay, okay. Very nice. But what we like to do is um, I always check with Donna Keffler. You know, she's my sponsor liaison, just, you know, to, just as a courtesy call. And uh, we'll put it on, and it takes about, you know, $25, $30 to get all the tape put back on that barrel. If in the shape it's in right now, it will. Most yeah. of the time, he, she sends the yellow tape. Okay. 
And how much so, time are you looking at? I mean, no. it goes into the weekend, right? And that's what I'm trying to trying to get to. Just, right. Oh, you know. it's an hour, hour and a half to retape, to strip okay. it down and retape it, okay. you know. And it, okay. it depends, like I said, how in-depth I'm going with it. If it's, you know, if it if it's somewhere like the NFR, I'll completely strip it down to the metal, Yeah. you know, because I want it blemish-free. And then yeah. sometimes, you know, the guys, they'll say, no, you're going to get, you know, you're going to get it punched pretty hard here. Just clean her up and call it a day yeah, you know so yeah. it, it works it works out very well most folks understand that you know it's it's the it's the places that you have trouble with sometimes they're like well jimmy bob down here at so and so beer company you know he gave us two cases of beer so we're not going to allow coors well uh, you know mm-hmm. you know and that's that's you know and it's four performances that's that's three hundred dollars or more you know that it's mm-hmm. taken out so i'll be glad uh-huh. to do that but you know i need my I need my stipend for that. Yeah. Oh, I see. Well, we're just getting two cases of beer from them. I said, well, <laughs> you know, Changes still, things. Yeah. yeah. Yes. You know, and that makes sense. It does. It does. So, so your Thursday night, you're there. You're going to have a steak with the rodeo committee, get to know yeah, everybody. No. And then yeah, and it's my chill out night. And, a lot of times if I'm traveling. Yeah. And, and how far might you, and you, you drive into to the majority of your stuff you're driving. Sure. Okay. So, so how far might you have driven to get to that Thursday afternoon at that particular rodeo? How well, far? usually, mm-hmm. all right. I'm a, I'm kind of a touristy type. So, like, if I leave, let's say I leave Sunday and I have four days. Yeah. I'm a, I might stop somewhere. I might go fishing. You know, this okay. this week, okay. ordinarily I went just from Pasadena to Jackson, but I drove over and did that wedding. Mm-hmm. And, but ordinarily, you know, it's a thousand miles or something and I'll split it up because at, at 55, I'm getting tired of driving. I don't, I don't do the, the midnight oil every night. Like I used to, you know, there's occasions where you have to, but like today I'll stop by John Snyder's ranch here in, in Louisiana on my way to Jackson, mm-hmm. spend the night. I have a three o'clock flight tomorrow to Atlanta. Mm-hmm. That's that's sitting there waiting on me. And and John Snyder is the John Snyder, the actor. You betcha. Yeah, Bo Duke. Bo Duke. He's a friend of mine. Okay. And, uh, you know, a lot of people don't realize he had four number one hits in the 80s. Okay. Okay. He's a great singer. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so we like to sit on the patio. How'd you meet him? I met him several years ago. Tommy Snyder, my record producer, and I were going to shoot some video footage at the international finals there in mm-hmm. Guthrie. Mm-hmm. And he happened to be there and his beautiful wife, which he just lost her about a year ago or, or less. Oh. And uh, she had uh, a breast cancer. Or, or... So I, uh, I decided, you know, to become friends with him and we have, we've gotten to be friends and, and I would stop there and, and we'd pick a little guitar and, you know, maybe have a cocktail and just sit around and, and now, you know, with this, I just kind of want to go and, you know, and be a friend. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but mm-hmm. he's actually in LA. So he says, stop by there if you need to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, and a good place uh, to hang out for the evening. Right. Yeah. You know, he's just, he's one of us, you know, right, he's a, right. he might be a singer actor, but he's still, he's, he's one of us, you know, he understands the traveling. He raced cars a lot and, okay. you know, he knows, you know, the RV world and, and, uh, Super cool. And then tomorrow I'll head on up and get my rig set up for the rodeo and then fly up. So that way when I get back, hmm. I'm, I'm not doing a bunch on Saturday night before I play that show. It, okay. It's a science, Doug. It, oh, it really is, Science. you know. But 
but a normal week, you know, mm-hmm. I'll have this time of year, I have three or four days. I may stop. Buddy will come and say, hey, come by here and go fishing. Yeah, yeah. You know, and yeah. You, you have to have some sanity to this nonsense. Mm-hmm. And and if you don't, you know, I've always told these guys, you know, some of them, oh, I'm not doing anything fun. I'm on the rodeo trail. Well, your career is going to be short-lived because you can unfun yourself right out of this business you if bet. you're not very, very careful. You bet. You bet. So, so the secret you know, is take some time, meander about, stop and see friends. Sure. Okay. Okay. You Got know. It. Yeah. Put on a show. You yeah. know, I practice guitar an hour and a half every day. Really? So, you know, there's somewhere, and I'll stay at RV parks, and, like, um, I'll meet up. Like, next week when I go, Blue's doing uh, – a rodeo up in Lebanon, Tennessee, mm-hmm. him and his wife. So we're going to meet when we go to Thompson, Georgia next week over by Augusta. Mm-hmm. So I just told him, I said, Hey, we'll meet at Bruce's, my guitar players right around there. There's an RV park right there in Roswell. We'll stay there for a couple of days. Okay. You'll get to meet Bruce and hang out at the deal. And yep. then we'll go do the rodeo. And then I'll, by Sunday, I'll head south to, uh, to Arcadia. And then I'll get down there a little early so we can go fishing, yeah. you know? So, yeah. Yeah, I've had a long summer, so this this kind of stuff kind of helps me, helps me relax, you know, and and so you're not worn out. You know, everybody says that's a tough life. Well, it is. Yeah. But also, you get to you get to see a lot of cool stuff, and you got to stop just a little, take a little time. And and when I first met you, so this would be what 2002, whatever, right? Yeah, yeah, right around there. You you were were hauling in a cargo trailer. Yes, right. I was a sixteen footer. Yeah, sixteen footer. Uh, did you even have any windows on it? In it, did, I had one window in the door. You did. Okay, and, and air I, conditioner unit. I had an air conditioner, a microwave, a little bitty TV. Not a flat screen. Then no. they didn't have them. Okay, okay. And what were you Just, pulling with at that point? I was pulling with an 89 Gen 1 Dodge. It was yeah. one of the first ones made. It was actually converted to a dually from a um, from a from a, a single cab. I mean, a, it was a single cab, three-quarter ton, and, and somebody put a set of duels under it, and it had the old Generation 1 motor. And I'll guarantee you it's still running somewhere. It had the okay. Getrack 5 five-speed transmission, and it was so funny because first, second, third, and fourth speed, you could shift, but you had to have a buddy to put it in fifth because it was <laughs> over there by the door, and that sucker squeaked, yeah, yeah. And it rattled and squeaked, but I guarantee you when you cranked it, yeah, yeah, it would run, and, and Blaine Whip helped me turn it up, turn the pump up okay. on it one time, okay, and it would spin the wheels. Man, that was a nice, that was a truck. Yeah. I ain't going to say it was a nice truck, but she would get you where you need to go, and then Oh, I drove it for a couple of years, pulling that. And then when I got going a little further, I went and bought a used 90, 94 or 95 model. I'm sorry, 95, yeah. same truck. Yeah. And I went and had a, a pump put on it and had it all tuned up and turned up. And it was funny. That was in my NASCAR days. I kept it. I got it in 2000, probably, oh, I'd say 2000 three I, I drove that one for a couple of years and then when i got this one yeah i uh, it was so fast mike wallace who used you know my the guy i raced with yeah uh raced for he would love to take it to lunch because it had 400 <laughs> horsepower at the right. wheels and he said right. this thing's like driving a craftsman truck yeah <laughs> and I, t- I got tired of putting trans uh fifth gears in them remember they used to spin the fifth gear off the back axle oh, okay. Off, okay i mean off the back off the back 
uh, tail shaft. So yeah. I put nine of those on it, and it had about three hundred eighty thousand. Yeah. Took care of the motor goods, you know. I yeah. never would. I never. I never. I was always easy on these vehicles because that's that's my lifeline, you know. Mm-hmm. And then I went to an '04, and then I started buying new ones, and I got I, in a truck program. Seemed and like now when, it never yeah, changed out. Your first big move, uh, Dodge Dooley, right? And it seemed yep. like you bought it from directly from a Dodge rep or something. Am I me- yes, remembering? Yes, I did. Okay. Yep. Okay. Yep. I, I bought it. I bought it from a Pat McClary, uh, yeah, yeah. and then through um, Jerry Todd. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And I put I put another two hundred thousand on that one, the big red one. Yeah. That one was hard to that one was hard to hide at the uh, strip joint or at the uh, <laughs> at the bar. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I, and a big I don't know if you fucking were... horse on the side. Right, right. And you were pulling a red uh, a red big cargo uh, trailer at that point. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. all stickered up, rocking Robbie Hodges. Yep, I had Beautiful. it all stickered up. Beautiful. Yes, until well, wait, wait, wait. So there's two two stories, okay? That I yes. want that I want our listeners to know, okay? Okay. The first, oh boy. The first story, right? Uh, I'm yeah. hauling back. I got the motorhome, right? It's, oh yes. Okay. Um, and I lose my clutch uh, cylinder, my uh, master cylinder at I-80 truck stop. You've been to I-80 truck stop, right? Oh, Walcott, the one, the Walcott. biggest truck stop in the world. Yep. I pull in there. I've got a horse trailer on behind. I'm hauling a horse. We're headed yep. from we're headed from my folks's in Cedar Falls, Iowa. We're headed back to Michigan. We pull yep. in for fuel. I fuel up, I go to put it in gear, and it won't go in gear. I have lost the master cylinder at that point. So yep. the only way I can get it to move is start it in gear. Right? Yep. <laughs> and and I'm like, well, this isn't going to work. So Sunday afternoon. And, oh, yeah. Yeah. Got, uh, got, a, got a young lady with us, it's, uh, and, and, and Kathleen is with us, and Laura's, Laura's there, and, and we're hauling yep, this horse. And her and, friend. And her friend. It's like, not a big deal. We'll just stay over. We'll get it fixed tomorrow morning when the Volvo dealer opens up, right? And we'll oh, head yeah. back on Monday. And this, this young lady says, no, I've got to be in summer school. You don't understand. I must be there tomorrow morning or I'm, I'm in trouble. So yes. we're standing in the I-80 truck store, uh, truck shop, rather, trying to figure yep. out what to do, and you call. I called just to check on you. I, I remember that. I'm like, I, yeah. And it's like, what in the world is he doing? So I, yeah, so, what are you doing? And, and, yeah, so I said, we're broke down. We're in I, I-80 truck stop, Walcott, and you said. I said, you are. I just came from Dave Moorhead's yeah. up in Dubuque, up around Dubuque. And you said, do you have anybody that might could get us a vehicle? Yeah, yeah. And I said, funny you ask. I just <laughs> flew to another rodeo. Yeah. My truck is at the airport in uh, Quad Cities in Davenport, in Iowa. Davenport. And this is what you always do as a rodeo cowboy. <laughs> Yeah. You never ever under any circumstances when you fly somewhere to a rodeo, yeah, take your keys okay. because if you get hurt and you're in an extended oh. injury and you're in a hospital let's say for, you know, an extended length of time, yeah. They don't care at the park and fly. <laughs> right. Right. Understood. So it just keeps I mean that that wheel's turning all the time so I always put my 
uh, truck keys in my gas tank or yeah. underneath it. Yeah. So you said, I am screwed. <laughs> I yeah. said, actually, Doug, yeah. no, you're not. No. I, I said, I've got to fly. Uh, I don't fly back for a week. Yeah. I said, you're coming back anyway to get your truck. Yep. Go. How did you get to the airport? I don't even remember how you got to the airport. Uh, rented a rented a, a taxi, right? It's about okay. twenty minutes to the airport. So yes. rent a taxi, run down there, got in the Dodge Dually, which is quite a fancy truck for me to be driving, right? Sure enough. <laughs> oh yeah. Sure enough, the keys are exactly where you said. Fired up, fired it up, and head back. Uh, yeah, but I had a picture. Remember, I had a picture, and I said it's an E nine or whatever. <laughs> right. Yeah. Just. There was no reason for me to call, but nope. just, nope. I don't know. I just said, I'm, I'm going to go see how Doug's doing. And you were standing there going, I am screwed. That's absolutely right. That's it. So we, no, you're not. Yep. So we hooked up the trailer, got the horse trailer back to the house, got her to school on time. And heck, the next evening, we was headed back to, to Davenport to swap things back out. So just oh, funny that was how so it all cool. goes together. Yeah. yeah. That was a great story. That, that's one of my favorite memories, though. <laughs> you know. When you accidentally help somebody and you don't even, you know, and, it, yeah. but it was, it was funny. Cause I remember you saying, man, this thing is nice. I'll just trade you. I said, Doug, yours isn't running. <laughs> That's right. That's right. And then, then God, the other a story. story, the other story. Yes. Um, oh I think boy. I'm, that one's not as happy. Well, I'm sitting at work <laughs> one day. Right. And I get a phone call. Right. And, right. And it's Robbie. And I'm like, what's up, Robbie? And you had no sense. I remember you had no sense of humor that day. None. Zero. No, I was not very happy. So here. Yeah. Here we go. So we're leaving. Um, was it Medford, Wisconsin? Yeah. And I get to Appleton and I get an overzealous jackass state trooper. Okay. Yeah. First of all, I was going like 59 in a. 55 it was just stupid yeah yeah so i had been working for nascar and i had gotten well i had my cdls in okay so if you get two tickets in a certain amount of time they suspend your license for 30 days yep yep all yep. right well i had gotten two tickets they weren't anything severe i mean hell everybody speeds you know so i'm going down the road and this guy meets me, and he whips around. Well, I didn't think nothing of it. You know, I'm thinking, shoot, man, I'm not going that fast. Mm -hmm. So he pulls me over, and this was the craziest thing. I said, he looks, he, you know, he's kind of see your license. I said, absolutely, you know. Mm -hmm. And uh, so what I was pulling was my my rig at twelve thousand. Mm -hmm. The car was twelve thousand four hundred. All stickered. Uh, it up. was twelve thousand. Yeah, with twelve thousand. Yep, okay. Yeah. Yep. Well, I had everything I needed. Yeah. Okay. Yep. For commercial. Yeah. And he says he comes back and he says, uh, "Sir, you know your license is suspended." I said, "Yes, but I'm not on a. This truck does not require a CDL mm -hmm. because it's under twenty six thousand pounds. I've got, I'm twenty four and then twenty four four. Mm -hmm. I mean twenty. I'm twelve. I'm sorry. I'm twelve thousand trailer, two six thousand pound axles, mm -hmm. and I'm and I'm twelve four on the truck is the registered GVW on mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. And he goes, well, according to this right here, that's not how it says it. It says that you're uh, fifteen five or something, and then twelve, which would I don't whatever the. Or it was, you know, he read the axle rating, mm -hmm. not the GVW. Right, right, 
Right. So we sat there with this jerk, and he's mm-hmm. telling me all about all this stuff, you know, and and I'm watching all these big trucks go by, and I'm like, dude, this. And I sat there for two hours, and I had to call Jerry Todd, yeah. who had done the rodeo, mm-hmm. because he had a CDL, mm-hmm. or he brought somebody with a CDL to come get my truck. Yep. Yep. And to move and it take, off the highway, right? Yeah, because I'm sitting on the highway, and he yeah. wouldn't even allow me to do that. Oh, you know, wow. come on, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I just said, you know what? Take me back to the road. As I plug in there, and we'll be fine. So we go back to the rodeo ground. Well, I let it get about 1130 that night when I knew this jackass. And I'm very much for the police. I yeah, am you bet. as pro-police as anybody in the world. My mm. parents were retired police officers. Okay. So that night about 11 11 30 i left and i snuck out and i got all the way down to about oh i don't know probably wausau or something like that middle wisconsin and i go to sleep well to me i feel like i'm a fugitive on the run you know i feel like they've got you know they've got an apb out on me because i'm sure that's jerk has went back there and looked but he he didn't care yeah you know yeah so about six o'clock that morning I got. I drove about four, and I laid down about four. Well, about six or six thirty, there is a knock on my door, Doug. Oh man! And I went, uh, and I'm sitting through that door. I said, "Should I just shoot it out with these people, yeah. or should I open?" <laughs> no. You know. Yeah. I opened the door, and I'm in my and sh- my sleeping apparel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this guy says, "Hey, man, I saw you at the rodeo the other night. Can I get your <laughs> autograph?" <laughs> I, I'm going to tell you what, road, that man. scared yeah. the living hell. I was like, are you kidding me? He said, what? I said, dude. And I tell him the story. I said, I'm sorry, man. I didn't mean to scare you. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I remember so, you called me and said, Doug, get your stickers off your trailer. Yes. <laughs> so that's the first thing I did. I took all the stickers off and I looked like Johnny gone camping because you know, I was having to weigh and, yeah, and do everything yeah. at, at every, so I took the stickers off and now I'm, you know, you I just, travel, I travel yeah. my RV. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I have a, the only sticker on here is one bad clown sticker and a, uh, good Sam's club sticker. Okay. But no one would know that you were using it for commercial, you know, that's your main. No, no I know. No, except no. now that you've told on me, but that's no, a, no, 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 I'm I, just you're kidding. Out, you're out camping, right? You just told me fishing yeah, and Johnny playing Cole guitar Cam- with John Snyder. My goodness. Yeah. So, so before I move past the John Snyder and, and picking yeah. guitars on the porch, when I first met you and that's where I was going, when I met you in Dayton, Iowa, you did not know how to play a guitar at that point. Not very good, nor an organ, remember? <laughs> right. I, I do remember that. was the that. last segment. Yeah, I forgot about that. Um, yeah. Uh, but, but so it was after I could that. strum a few chords. Yeah. I could just, you know, the old D, C, and G. Well, I, uh, I was coming home, and I can't remember if I told this story. I was coming home, and I heard a song on the radio, and it, it totally changed my life. I heard a lead guitar play in Bedford. Mm-hmm. Like, I told you this, and, mm-hmm. and I heard a song called uh, Leonard Skinner, That Smell, and the second lead in that by Alan Collins, something rang in my ear, and I said, I don't think I want to be a guitar player, mm-hmm. and, I, and I want to take this serious. So I started playing that guitar, and I, since that day, for the last 20-something years, I've done nothing but I uh, bought a little cheap guitar, actually. Uh, Lynn, my ex-wife, bought me a guitar, and I started playing it, mm-hmm. and it uh, 
it's been a life-changing experience. It's been my cool down. It's been my make me cool. It's been my doing shows, meeting rock and roll people, you know, and I wouldn't trade that for anything in the world. That first guitar, you know, it was so amazing. And, and I, every day I practice and practice still after 20 years, I can't play a bar chord, but I can still fake it. And, Mm -hmm. and and for the musician friends out there, I'm of the pentatonic religion. I do the pentatonic scale on my leads, which everybody does in Southern rock and roll, you know, for the most part. Okay. So I, uh, I just learned and, and it it was, it was kind of life changing. You know, Mm -hmm. I I got to play for some really cool people. And I remember my first gig official gig was, uh, with Luke Kaufman 10 years ago, Mm -hmm uh 2013 he called me and said how cool would it be to have because i'd played a couple hotel nights with him just hanging out you know and he said you're doing all right with this how cool would it be to have the 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 uh rodeo clown be my guitar player in my band i'm like i think it'd be cool as crap but i don't know if you will and he says oh absolutely it will yeah yeah. come here and I, i i went to phoenix and did scottsdale rodeo and that night um that was my first official gig. I played one gig on New Year's with him in 2013. This was the, you know, 2013, 2014, the same day, you know. Yeah. And uh, so, oh my gosh! So back when you're building a barbed wire fence arena, <laughs> right? If you'd have met somebody that says, "Hey, we we play guitar. I got a drummer. All right, I got a bass guitarist here. You right. need to come play with us." What, 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 would that have been possible? Would you have looked in that direction, Robbie? Absolutely not. No, I was no. eat, sleep, fight, okay. rodeo okay. every day of my life. That was the most important thing to me. Okay. Cause I was, you know, that was the thing that got me out of, you know, after segment one there, that was the thing that got me out of my, mm-hmm. you know, my mm-hmm. shyness and you my bet. being a bully and, you, bet. you know, and, and, um, got me to where, you know, that got me out of that that low spot in my life and and no i was all rodeo then i'd have wrote a you know as donnie gay say a red-eyed line so (laughs) you know we'll get into that a little bit later but i i there's no way i mean i didn't concentrate on schoolwork i didn't concentrate on anything man it was just rodeo yeah 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 I remember, I remember. So, so back to back to this uh, r- fictitious road, typical rodeo weekend. We're talking about. You roll right. in on Thursday night. Might pick a little guitar. Might have have a steak with the rodeo. Sure. Committee. And then uh, Friday looks like sleep in decent. Sound checks around a certain time. What what's your? And this yeah. let's say this is a big rodeo and okay. throw, a, throw a production meeting in there for us and tell us what in the okay. world a production meeting's about. All right. So a typical day would be I you know, I know I'm gonna be up late because most of the committees now know my music stuff and mm-hmm. I I get a lot of rodeos because of my guitar playing really? and stuff too, okay. you know. And okay. Yeah, because they'll be like, Hey man, we hear you have one hell of an after party after. You know, I'm the only rodeo clown with a kegerator in his trailer. <laughs> right. <laughs> so they're like, you know, hey man, you think you know we might come by after? Or, you know, this band's playing this deal. We think it'd be cool if you sat in or whatever. So I know it's going to be a long night. Yeah, yeah. So I I try to get eight hours every night mm-hmm. where that is, whether that be at six o'clock in the morning till two, mm-hmm. whether that be you know one o'clock in the morning, you know mm-hmm. till nine. Mm-hmm. And you're and pretty good the, about that. I mean, you can sleep those kind of hours. 
Usually I can, yeah, okay. because I have a, I have it nine degrees in there and the TV on. Okay. And you know, and I, everything's dark, and I have a sign that says "Clown down until." <laughs> okay. No, they don't always adhere <laughs> yeah, to it, or if yeah. I forget to put the sign out, yeah, somebody will. Somebody will usually, hey man, what's going on? You know, yeah. and I'll go out and visit a minute, but I'm right back to bed. Okay. But um, yeah, I try to get that. So I I, I sleep. Like my my Friday would be, you know, I'll I'll try to. Let's say Thursday night when I get through, I'll get in the bed fairly early. Show nights, I try to get in the bed by midnight on the first night. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I'll use, you know, if I'm there a couple of days early and the committee wants to go out, certainly I'll give them one night, okay. you know. But, okay. but you know, if, it, if it's going to be a long week, I, I got to save my voice, you know. Mm-hmm. And lack of eight hours of sleep is rough on my voice because I'm always high pitched and on, you know. Yep. So I'll, I'll, I'll sleep probably, you know, noon let's say because i know it's going to be a second shift job that day you know people say oh you get to sleep till noon well that's all and well but i don't get to it's required of me for my job just like if you work second shift in a factory you're telling me you're going to get home at two and get up at six no Mm -hmm. you know so i sleep in and then i usually go eat lunch somebody with a committee or or one of the guys or Krista will all go out and eat lunch, mm-hmm. kind of visit about our week, what we're going to do, or, you know, or whatever's going on our, or the weekend. And then about, you know, usually I'll go stick my um, my microphone up there for the sound coordinator. He'll have okay. it ready. And mm-hmm. sometimes they'll go right in and just, you know, they want me to cluck to sounds, what I call it, you know, cluck mm-hmm. it up, mm-hmm. sound check, you know, check yeah. one. Yeah. Okay. And, and if I'm going to do a guitar opening or something, I'll 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 throw that together and have all my um you know my inner ears. You have to do inner ears when you do that because if you don't, the sound delay is so bad yeah. that you'll mess your song up. You do, know? do you typically inner ear monitors? Do you typically use those if you aren't if you aren't going to play the guitar? At the PBRs, I do because you they do. have what they call a, a confidence mic. Okay. And I'll have Richard Jones or I'll have Taylor Bellis. You know, she's the front man. She'll be in my ear. Hey, Robbie, we're three away from this giveaway. Oh, really? Okay. Okay. Yeah, we call it a confidence mic. You know, it's kind of like cold trickle. Hey, I have somebody in my ear talks to me, you know, when yeah, I'm yeah. racing, you know. <laughs> right, right. And, you know, and, I, and Doug, honestly, that took a little while to get used to mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. because you're not used to hearing yourself in a phone booth, and that's what it sounds like. So I use one. So I'm getting an ambient sound, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and uh, and then I, you know, I have that sound as what I need to hear. And I'll have the two announcers. I'll have the the music. I always have me in it. Okay. And then the and then the confidence mic they call it. You know, and she'll okay. be giving me information. Okay. You know, hey, hang on a second. This is so and so. You know, we need to really let us light him up right here. Okay. You know, okay. If some rodeos, I'll use it if the sounds way away, or if I'm doing a guitar opening, just to keep my uh, yeah, the delay. You know, my my the delay, and, and <laughs> until you've talked on a microphone, and a lot of people haven't. Yeah. That delay. Now I'm so used to it. I hear what I'm saying. Do Do you um? Can you Can you share for our listeners what when 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 we say a sound delay? What, mm-hmm. what, and and can you just talk, you know, like maybe yeah. you're in the okay, middle. Here's okay. what'll yeah, happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So like I'll say, hello, everybody. Well, you'll hear it about a half a second after you say it. <laughs> yeah. Until, and you've experienced it. Yeah. And once you do, yeah. it makes you go, hello, ha, ha, ha. 
Oh, everybody, doesn't it? It does. I mean, I've had it oh, 150 feet away. Absolutely. And, I mean, when it's that bad, and if somebody new gets on the microphone, oh. it dry because it has to go from me yeah. to you up there yeah. and then out to the speakers. And sound yeah. travels at 365 feet a minute, <laughs> right. a second, not right. a minute. Right. I travel at 365 <laughs> feet a minute. Right. So, you know, 362 feet per second. So yeah. if it's... It'll be three. It ain't hard to get 360. And you, you're sometimes a second off. You know, yeah. it's never that far. It's usually a half a second. Yeah. That's why you always see it a national anthem mm-hmm. that you have to sing that national anthem with ear monitors yeah. or yep. or a, a front, a wedge yep. monitor. Yep. Because if you don't, you cannot sing it because you might be a second and a half late, you know, there. Yeah. Yeah, you bet. Now, in the buildings, I know we're talking the arena, right? The typical big rodeo arena. In the buildings where you're doing PBRs and indoor arenas, how's the sound there? It's typically a center arena sound, so it's not as bad? Right. Well, sometimes it is. And then, uh, for instance, um, like when I do the the World's Toughest or if I do the PBRs, I have that monitor. And and now – Everything's line arrays coming right back in your face. Okay. You know what I mean? Okay. It, it's it's hitting you right in the face. Yeah, yeah. But there's still that delay. Okay. So what I do with it is I monitor one ear, and then I've just learned to, you know, I've learned to train myself that to hear what my mouth says, not what my ears hear. You bet. If that does that make sense? It does. It does. But you've got a really super focus, don't you? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> However, yeah, yeah. at the Wrangler National Finals, when ESPN or if it's a telecasted deal like the WCRA, the, C- the CBS deals I do, yep. there is no floor monitor because they don't want to pick up the in-house announcer. You bet. They want yeah. theirs. So you talking about have to guess what's going on. Really? And it is so, so bad. Like when I was – roll my barrel out at the NFR, yeah. I would hear, and that's exactly what it sounded like. Really? And then the music, yeah, and that was the year that they were doing that, uh, you spin me round, 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 you know, that song from The Hangover. Yeah. And it was like, and I was just dancing to what I thought they were doing yeah. because they have no floor monitors. Really? And people don't understand monitors Unless and once you're behind the speakers, all you hear yeah. is the drum kit. Right. You right. know, you if you don't have wedge monitor, you know, and I and I've always told people like they'll say, "Hey, Robbie, get up here and sit in." You know, and I and I can't do it with a in ear. If they're having in ears, there's yeah. no sense in me getting up there. Okay. Because you have to have that monitor to hear what you're playing mm-hmm. and to keep time because mm-hmm. you'll be delayed or you won't yeah. hear what you're doing. Exactly. And every once in a while, if I do it, I've it has been so quiet on the stage. I've been able to hear my electric guitar playing it. Without hearing what's really? coming through the amp, really? Yeah, I mean it's okay. that it's that quiet up there, and it's really weird. And you just kind of have to guess wow. what you're doing and hoping it's hoping it's in the time. You know, you have the drone, you can sure hear it. Most time you hear the bass, yeah. Because a lot of times they don't. You know, he'll have his own. He'll have a a bass amp up there. Okay. Okay. And Pretty it's very strange until yeah. you've done that, and you have. You understand. Yeah. Yeah. And and you know, it's. it's with these big rodeos, your equipment, monitors, you know, the ear monitors, your microphone, your wireless stuff, is that how this goes? Or do they, they say, we're going to oh, kit no. you up? They kit you up because they, they have their own roll-around cabinets. I see. 
they don't want you. Now, if you, a lot of them, if you have your own XLR, they'll just hand it back to you. Say, I've already got one. They know yours. They know mine's been the hell beat out of it. Yeah. yeah you know, yeah. and the PBRs, I even use their microphone system you and do. their monitor. You do. Yes. Okay. But it, most of the rodeos I do, I use my own. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and, you know, if there's any problem at all, they've got a parachute. What's that, that we mean? use. What's that mean? Yeah, we call it a parachute. Yeah. If something goes wrong, you can just grab it pretty I quick see. and go. I see. Okay. You okay. know. Yeah. Okay. And the announcer will use the parachute. He'll use the parachute also. It's usually the uh, national anthem mic. Okay. Okay. You know, you never give up your microphone mm -hmm. ever. Mm -hmm. You let them. You you know, if they have a national anthem singer, mm -hmm. you you uh, you set them up another one. You never want because if they drop it. Yeah. Yeah. If they say something off. Color, you know what I mean? It ain't coming out of your microphone. I see. I see. Okay. Okay. You know, that's a live untrained people is, is very dangerous. Yeah. 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 Right. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, there's no way to edit. There's no way to beep it out. Is there? There's no cough button. And, and, and we've had it happen a couple of times. You, you know, have. there's been some, okay. some, some marriage, some marriage proposals that didn't go so good. Oh, and then my. the guy get. The guy get mad and he used a lot of vowels. Okay. <laughs> None suit for TV. None suit for TV. Uh, yeah, yeah. Or the children or <laughs> even the drunks. Okay. okay. The drunk oil rig guy in the stands, you know. Yeah. So we all have a fear of that. That's what we always say when Jimmy Bob comes. Hey, man, I'm going to propose to my wife. First thing we say. Are you damn sure? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's going to you know say your yeah. answer. Yeah, she already told you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, it's, that's, that's a boy. That's a hairy one there. And you never sideways. give them. Yeah, yeah. You never give the mic to the colonel. Yeah. <laughs> because he's going to hear himself for a while. You know, when right. he's right. presenting to the troops and stuff, which is fine, and we love that. Yeah, but. Yeah. You hand him the mic because yeah. you can always say, all righty, thank you. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Fade him down. Fade him down. Yeah. So yeah. so back to the afternoon prep. You're doing your sound checks. You're, you're – talk about a production meeting. We hear this okay. a lot, okay? Usually they're three hours ahead of time in case we need to check something. Sometimes they're an hour and a half, mm -hmm. never much more than an hour because prior to the show, you know, if you have a seven – 30 and you do a 6:30, that production meet could take 30 minutes you've got 30 minutes to get prepped you know okay so they're usually let's say they're two hours let's just say 5 30 so what you do you go in there with your sound guy you go in there with your announcer you go in there with your front man you go in there with your producer what's front man you front man's the guy in front of the shoots that says come on you're next all oh, right okay. we're gonna buck shoot them in boss. this order okay got it. shoot boss shoot got boss it. i'm sorry no yeah. that's all right that's all right you know, we call it front of house person. Okay. Is, that's why we call it front man. He's on the ground. Front of house okay. is, yep, and he's up there because, you know, if, if you've ever watched, you know, mm -hmm. some bull riding events, and mm -hmm. I'm not knocking the Brazilians, but they tend to grow a beard while they're in the bucking shoots, mm -hmm. you know, and it's mm -hmm. it's that front man or, or what do you call it, you know, shoot, shoot boss, boss guy. Getting them, getting them wrangled through. Somebody's got to be a jackass. Now, you know he, what I mean? Is he got a monitor in so and he can talk? Yes. He can talk yes. to production and that sort of thing? At the PBRs, he'll have a clear comm. Okay. Okay. You know, with a C90 and he'll be able to push the button and talk directly to our 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 producer. Okay. And the producer, or the producer is will talk to him. TV producer? 
Well, it can be that, or like at PBRs, yes, it's either the TV producer, okay, or it's it's the um, it's the person calling the show, calling the you show, know. okay, yeah, yeah. Okay. At PBR, they have they have a, a music director, two announcers, a sound engineer, yeah. Then this is before you get into TV production or scoreboard production. Okay. Somebody's over all that. He may have 12 people. You know, he directs, really? he calls spotlights. Yeah. Yep. You know, he goes where we're going next. Mm-hmm. You know, if there's a break in the action, he'll say, Robbie, we need you about 30 seconds right here. we got a commercial break. Okay. Yeah. And, and Luke Kaufman does that now with the PBR. That's why we don't play music anymore. He's so busy, you know. Okay. Okay. And then there's a script. There's an outline. There's a, hey, it's Absolutely. So we go down, we call it. Mm-hmm. Yep, we call it run of show. Okay, and there'll be a, a run of show or a, a day sheet is what y'all probably call it there, you know. And it'll have how many contestants, how many have drawn out, how many doctors releases, how many turnouts. You know, you always want to know how many turnouts you have before you do an act. So let's say ninety percent of the rodeos you do, your act is right after saddle bronc ride. Mm-hmm, okay, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so you want to know how many Broncos you bucking, so you'll yeah. yeah. So you can be ready. Does that make mm-hmm. sense? It does. Yeah. You know, yep. so you'll be ready because you don't want to get caught off guard because, you know, as soon as that last bronc goes, they run a sponsorship flag, you know, you're starting your act. Mm-hmm. So we, we talk about that a mm-hmm. lot. And mm-hmm. then we talk about, um, you know, what time to be, you know, that we're going to start, what time, um, you know, the flag girls will be there. Who's singing the national anthem? Is it canned or is it live? Mm-hmm. You know, where's the microphone going to be? You know, and then we'll run down the list and, you know, we'll have the opening. Okay, first thing we're going to have are the, the uh, you know, the soldiers or the swearing in if they have one of those, you know. or mm-hmm. All right, then we're going to have that, and then we're going to have the prayer, and then we're going to have some Americana, and then we're going to start the national anthem, which direction's the flag, you know, mm-hmm. stuff like that. And then, okay, okay. And, you know, and then, and then they'll say, you know, and then we'll say, all right, we're going down – Okay, we're going to send the sponsor flags after the event or or, or prior to the event. You know, we know that. Mm-hmm. And and you know, somebody's jotting this down. I never have to because I usually am. I'm always in that arena somewhere that I can step out if I need. Yep. You know, and yep. where are you going to be if there's a if there's a screw up? Mm-hmm. You know, if mm-hmm. horse flips or if there's a. Mm-hmm. So, I you know, and then they'll say, all right, so we'll go down. All right, next event after we fly the flags, you know, for the. Let's say the steer wrestling is usually next. So we're going to have, we got six of those, one turnout. Here's the splits, which splits are if they're riding the same horse, mm-hmm. they'll, they'll let them split it up to where they can use another horse. You know, if the guys say you say you got the first three guys using the same horse, that's 15 minutes getting them ready. Or, or not that long, but yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so they'll say, right, we're going to take the number eight guy. Yeah. Well, we're going to take the number eight guy oh. and put him at number two. You know, and then the number four guy, we're going to put him at number three. That way, this guy has time to change his stirrups. And he's ready when he's called upon to, to, you know, to get in the box and go. And it never slows down production. You know, you move him to eight and you put the two guy to, you know, it's called splits. Yeah. So you'll get them and then they'll say, all right, after that event, we're going to have the mutton busting. All right. So, you know, all right, the mutton busting rep will be there and he'll say, all right, I can have it set up and. Three minutes. We need a little quick joke right there, Robbie. Okay. You know, or we're going to introduce you after the bareback riding, Robbie. We need a minute to get them down to the 
the steer wrestling. And then you say, well, you know, I'm going to need about, you know, two minutes there to set the mutton bust and shoot up and get the kid, first kid loaded. Mm -hmm. So I know to do a quick little joke there about two yep. minutes and I yep. can time it. Yep. Then the next thing you do, you go to the next event and you get all the way down, you know, and it, it happens if they have a giveaway or, or whatever. And then you get to the bronc ride and he'll say, all right, Robbie, you know, after the bronc ride, what act are you doing? I'll say, okay, well, I'm doing Elvis. You know, mm -hmm. I'll do the Elvis parsley cooking show. Mm -hmm. How many people do you need for that? I'll say, can you get me, you know, I need two chicks to run out, one security guard looking dude, you know, and a little kid to put in, in the oven for the chicken. Mm -hmm. And, and they'll, be like, they'll, they'll go recruit these for you. These, exactly. These volunteers. Okay. Okay. Yep. And then he'll, uh, he'll say, um, yeah, and or I will. I like I pick my own ninety yeah. percent of the time. Now, now yeah. the PBRs, I have a manager that takes care of every bit of that. You so know, he'll say, when you go to this section, it's you know, be at three oh four, pick see. you somebody out for the Pendleton deal. You know, it's a lot I easier. See. However, I I know I you know that's part of my job. So I'll have my guys ready, mm -hmm. and they'll be how long's your act? Because then you know to get the barrier ready for the calf roping or you yep. know or whatever events next. Yep. You know, and and at and, this time, same production meaning you're going over music for your acts, script for well, your for the announcer. I try not to stop it. So what I try to do is say I'll get with you here in a minute on okay, music. Okay, but you or still... I've already sent it up there. I okay. keep a flash drive. I keep a flash drive attached to my uh, to my mic to my mic box, my okay. mic head. Okay. And the reason is it has every song, every everything I'm going to need mm -hmm. for the next you know, two or three days of rodeos. Okay. So like, and it'll be in there and they can put it in their sports sound pro. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. If yep. That, yep. You know, if you understand what I'm saying, they, yeah. they'll plug it in and they'll say, or most of them nowadays already, I'll say, do you have Elvis? Oh yeah, I got it from a year ago. Okay. And I'll be okay. like, okay. okay. So then, you know, and then like, if we need to go over the act, if there's any scripting, I don't like to script them. I just kind of give them a, a you know, a bullet points, mm -hmm. let's say. Mm -hmm for lack of a better term. Yep. And then they will, they will tell me, okay, I can do this or we'll do that. And then this happens then, you know, I, I try to make my acts announcer proof just because I work with so many different ones. Mm -hmm. Not that they're not good or bad. It's just right. a lot easier. If I need to ask a question that has to be asked, sometimes I'll even ask it. Right. In a, right. Right. You know, like if, if when I'm doing the chicken in outer space and he says, uh, if he misses, where are you going? I said, well, yeah, we're fixing to go. We're going into outer space with this thing. Yeah. And he's supposed to say, well, where are you going? Well, we're going to the sun. Right, right. Well, you, well, you idiot, you'll burn up. I said, no, <laughs> nitwit, that's why we're going at night, you know, or something. <laughs> right, right, I remember. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and then that's a, that's a cue. Mm -hmm. If they miss it, I'll say, yeah, you know where we're going, don't you? Yeah. Oh, yeah, where are you going? You know, and he won't answer it. Right. I said, we're going to the sun. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, and then I can get back on script, yeah. you know, yeah. Every, and that's why I try to make everything announcer proof because mm -hmm. there's no sense because you have some great, great announcers that can jump in there and then you may have some that, that don't work that style, you know, right. and so right. you, you, announcers are like bucking horses. You can't ride every one of them the same. Right, right, right. You, you know, you have to, you have to change your. You have to change your terminology. You have to mm -hmm. change your um, your style. Sometimes you have to change. You know, you have to change the things that'll help him. Yeah. Be better by the way he is. Some of them are dry. Yeah. Some of them are ninety miles an hour. Some of them will answer questions before you even answer them. Right. And then you got some <laughs> that'll try to tell your jokes for you. Ah. Yeah. yeah. Those are always the fun ones. Yeah. Yippee. Yippee. You know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Understood. Yeah. Understood. So I. I've, 
you know, I know who my announcer is going to be. So we talk and then, you know, I always ask, Hey, is there a fighting bull at the end and stuff like that? Okay. You know, and, you okay. know, and they'll say, yeah, like at Benny's, he always fights a fighting bull and they'll be like, how many rounds you want to make? You know, mm-hmm. if I know him, I'll say, feed him the barrel. We'll get him out of there pretty quick, you know, or, mm-hmm. you know, for short on bull riders, we may run one in the middle of the bull ride in a bull fight. You yeah. know, it, it, what that production meeting is, is gets everybody at that rodeo from the guy letting horses out to the, to the, to everybody that's production based, you know, it doesn't have anything to do with cooking hot dogs or any of that, you know, or the mm-hmm. people, this is just to get people tied together mm-hmm. in the same raft for two hours. Right. right you know, right. And, and a production meeting before every, so you're there three performances. You're there Friday, Saturday, Sundays or uh, production meeting before every rodeo. Yes, my biggest fear in life is when somebody says, "Oh, we're not going to have a production meeting. Really? You don't know what to do." Okay. Like, oh, jeez. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're that. You know, it's going to be a non-production based, timey rodeo. Okay. You know. Okay. And and these production folks, they are they are to the watch, right? They're saying oh, two hours yeah. and fifteen or whatever it might be. At two fifteen and twenty seven seconds, we're going to do this, and they try to okay. get to that. And the reason they put that twenty seven seconds is, yeah. Aim for the center and nothing else, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And that's, and that's kind of how, that's how you want it run too. You know, what, what you got to understand, Doug is, is the technology era that we're in right now. Mm -hmm. Anything over an hour and a half bores people. I don't care what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody wants to do anything in the heat, drink a beer, hanging out. In the sunshine for two hours. Yeah. I try to tell these committees, and some of them want them to run four, four and a half hours. They're going to have every event. Well, oh, people wow. complain about And you'll look up at a buck 45 to a buck 50. Now, two hours ain't bad. Yeah. I'm going to say, I'm going to say, I'm not going to say an hour and a half. I'm going to say an hour and 45 to two hours. Okay. Okay. If it's going good and it's yeah. a great production, anything over two hours, they start looking at their cell phones. I see. I see. Okay. Yeah. Because we're in such an instant gratification technology based era right now that after people you can't keep their attention for two hours. Yeah. Yeah. Much anything much over two hours, you know. So so so, so PRCA rodeos and PBR right. events, challenger events, whatever, you you walk and talk only at the PBR events? Yeah, ninety uh, percent of those I never do an act. You never. Now, do I'll do an a act. little giveaway an act. I, yeah. I'll do a, yeah. like a giveaway act where, yeah. you know, we'll stand them all up and call it the Pendleton Letter Buck, you know, yeah. section, yeah. and yeah. you give away a Pendleton whiskey prize pack, and they all have to act like they're riding a bull. Right. Right. Or I'll give away, you know, best dressed, you know, gets a yeah boot barn certificate or yeah. But like so, a rodeo act, that is a time to let everybody take a breath. that said production. Right. Right. And, and is that different? I mean, do you, do you, are you okay with that? Walking and talking? I love it. Oh, that's, that's my, you know, that as well as I do. My walk and talking is what's made me a rodeo clown, a successful one. You know, I guess if I'm successful, it is the one that, because to be honest with you, I hate doing acts. I wish I could always just walk and talk and a lot of bigger rodeos. That's all they want because they're on a time restraint. And these artists now have started finding committees really if they go like when they're if they're past their start time yeah let's say uh, you know if they have it on the contract to start at 10 o'clock yeah 
and they're starting that rodeo at ten fifteen. Yeah, they're mad and they're charging you, you know, seventy five dollars or two hundred bucks for a late fee. You know, yeah. and because yeah. they they have a schedule too. You know, you bet, you bet. So we try to keep it like that, and um, but that's why walking talking a lot of times at press concerts. Mm-hmm. You know, they'll say, hey, let's just do a walk and talk right here, which is about a three minute, you know, with no preparation. You just, you know, I can go out there and do my, you know, I'd go out there and do something, cut up banner with an announcer. I can, uh, I can banner with him. I can, you know, go to the crowd, do something. I have a deal where, you know, how many of y'all ever drank out of a garden hose and, you know, country folks, city folks thing. Okay. 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 You know, and it, and that cuts the time down because, when when you sing the national anthem, yeah, somebody's thumb is on a stopwatch. Okay, okay, understood. That's our official start is so, the national anthem. So, do you see typically because every rodeo you go to on a weekend is a different rodeo than you've been to the week before? Pasadena aside, um, right? Is the second rodeo better than the first one, and the third one better than the second one? Um, you know that's a great question. I. I tend to think my first performance is sometimes my best mm-hmm. because I use some stuff. And then the next time I have to use something that's already been used, well, it's a totally different crowd most of the time. Mm-hmm. But I feel like I get bored with it, let's say. Okay. Okay. And I'll, if I use the same thing, it kind of bores me. So I don't feel like it's as good a performance. And sometimes after that first performance, I say, well, I shot the wad here. What am I going to do tomorrow? Yeah. 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 But by the third, after you do the third perf and it goes into perf number four, let's say you yeah. can start over. Okay. Okay. So enough Even with difference acts, in crowds. You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, just enough time has stretched out that yeah. I can kind of use the same jokes, but Okay. Gosh, I hate using, you know, I'm the most unscripted rodeo clown in the business. All you know right. I mean? You got guys that are, that are, you know, okay, at this time I'm going to tell this joke. Mm-hmm. You need to say this right then. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. You're talking about, I, Hey, and each to their own that mm-hmm. can do that. Mm-hmm. But this so, guy can't do it. Okay. So, so let me go down. I've got a few questions that, that, uh, sure. that I get from listeners. Right. So, mm-hmm. so the first one always is, um, um, how do you choose, how do you choose your makeup? Do you have the same makeup every time you, you roll? I do. I do. At first I changed mine many years ago, uh, because I had a lot of makeup on, like I'd make the raccoon eyes out of white, mm-hmm. let's say, and you know, the big red nose, the whole nose was red and then the big smile face. And mm-hmm. I got to notice and like, you come up to a five-year-old kid with that on or a four-year-old kid, because you know, excuse me for saying it, but these jackasses have turned clowns into scary wow. creatures. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. So what I do now is is I put stripes. I put uh, like one finger width on, on my eyes mm-hmm. and on the sides of my eyes. And then I do them uh, one, what I call the red honking nose, just a little red dot on my nose or, you know, the size mm-hmm. of a dime. Okay. And then I put, you know, then I go ahead and put my smile face on because, you know, I wanted to, I wanted that to be extenuated, but I, I wanted, I don't want to scare kids. So when they see me, when they see me, when they see me put the makeup on, you know, that, that helps a lot. Like for instance, kind of change the subject a little bit. You know, there's a lot of kids now that are mortified of clowns. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep. That makes sense. Yep. 
so when they when I hear somebody that he's very scared of clowns, I'll be like, okay, you know what? I got an idea. Bring your mom and bring your dad and come down. And what I'll do, I'll let them stand in my little uh, bathroom, get ready room, and yeah. I'll let them help me put the makeup on. Put the makeup on. Okay. And, you know, I'll say, all right, now you put my red honking nose on. And by then they're laughing because I see, now you see, I'm just a regular person. Right. I have hands and toes just like your mom and dad. <laughs> right, right. You know, until I get the one arm guy, oh, that ain't funny. <laughs> right. But anyway, <laughs> no, we'll no talk noses. about that at a no later noses. time. No, I heard yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, man, that ain't funny yeah. at all. I ain't gonna know. Yeah. So, yeah. so then I'll, you know, I'll put, I'll let them actually put the makeup on, and then I might even put a little. I say, you want to put a little bit on you? No, you're not scary. You know, because yeah, yeah. the worst part of this is scaring a child. Yeah, you know, for sure. For that's sure. why. I'm, that's why I don't make a lot of noise in my acts. I, you know, there's an old saying: either be funny or be loud. Mm -hmm. And well, I don't. I'm not going to be loud. Okay. I might not be funny, but I just because there's nothing to me less funny than a little kid that when you bring something out there that they're holding their ears crying the whole time. Right, right. Wow, what have you done? Right. What have you done? Yeah. You know, you've scared a little kid. Whoopty, by having a bomb that's like a, you know, a nuke, as right. we call it. Right, right. You know, it's, it's, it's just stupid to me, but, you yeah. know, to each yeah. their own, but I want them to be able to sit and enjoy the act and not, you know, not have a little Johnny screaming to the top of his lungs because he knows there's going to be a bomb. Yeah. So, so yeah. your makeup, Robbie, is always the same? Yes. You yes, have it is. The... It's always the same. Okay. Okay. And what was you the know, influence I've... or where'd that, yeah, where'd that kind of come from? Any? I've always heard of them, you know, people, well, I have my face patented. Oh, mm -hmm. that's a bull crap. Mm -hmm. Come on. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just, it's what fits me. And I can put it on in four minutes after having a, uh, uh, a long night and I need to be up at five forty five to do the um morning news. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I can actually put my mate I have been from dead asleep to made up and stand in front of the T V in four minutes before. Really? Really? Okay. Oh yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. Mine okay. doesn't take very long. Okay. And that's you know, and what's funny about that is, Doug, is mm -hmm. some of my times that like uh Trying to think how to. I get in rodeo mode with my buddies when I start putting these uh, this makeup on. If you I, do, that's you start I, to focus in. Yeah, and we get to cutting up, be doing stupid okay. stuff, okay. grabbing the guitars, aggravating my girlfriend. Um, when the makeup starts to go on. Absolutely. Okay. Okay. And what is that? Uh, so does that change your personality? Do you click? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. 100%. I okay. will, uh, I'll go into the idiot mode, Kristen calls it. Oh, gosh, she's getting into rodeo mode. You know, we'll be cutting up, playing. I'll, I'll be saying, Chris, get some beers. Hey, I'm just showing off for my friends. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. Or, yeah. Or, you know, it's almost jerk clown mode. Okay. You know, you just. Okay. It, it, I think it, it helps to get me focused to be in that and that's about an hour and we'll all sit around sometimes you know it's football games on we'll sit around in there we'll do something i'll say something stupid mm -hmm. you know not a lot of drinking then because a lot of lives are at stake you know yeah. we might have a beer you know yeah. i'm not gonna lie yeah. to you yeah you know an edge knocker or a drink before the show but you know a beer or something with the guys and they'll be like yeah let's have all have us a toast you know 
and and I'll, and I'll sit in there with them guys and we'll talk about it because I'm the old guy and they'll have some questions about the bulls and, mm-hmm. you know, the bullfighters, they all, I love it when they come in and get dressed in there with me, okay. you know, and stuff okay. in the camper, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, they're getting their pads on, they're getting their stuff on and getting in rodeo mode also, you know, and that, that's a fun room. time for me. At, it, it is a locker room. Okay. Same as the locker room. And okay. the locker room is, is a sacred area, mm-hmm. you know. The locker room is is our that's our sacred ground. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. Be it in my trailer or whatever, you know, we might be visiting with some people. A lot of times, some little kids will come by more than at night. You know, the committee will say, "Hey, I want you to meet my little, you know, my nephew or something." I'll give him a picture, and mm-hmm. you know, we're getting ready and stuff. It, it's that's a favorite part of rodeo for me. Okay, okay, excellent. So, how many rodeos? Another question: How many rodeos yeah. or performances? Per year, do you do typically? Not including um, your music and concerts and and all that. This year, I did forty six. Forty six um, performances. No, forty six rodeos. Rodeos, okay. With the average of two. So you know, or I did well over a hundred performances because some of them are ten. You know, you bet. So I, I probably did a hundred twenty five performances. Yeah. And, and then I did rodeos, dude. There's 52 weekends in a year. Yep. Now, when people say that, they say, well, that's impossible. But you don't understand. Yeah. I might do a one night rodeo here and okay. do one, you know, Wednesday and then another one Thursday. You know, are in you the doing summer. a lot of one offs? Yes. You yes. are. During you the are. summer, I do, okay. especially with Barnes and them, because okay. I love their run because I think I had two tanks of gas in the entire oh. run of, yeah. of, of a month. You know, okay. it was great. I'd go 40 miles, do another one. You know, they may not pay as much. They're great. They pay good, but they may not be as much as, you know, some of the, the higher paying gigs. But, man, I have no diesel smoke in it, as we call it. You bet. So You bet. You know, but but you got to remember that's a different rodeo every time. I had fifty performances under Coors Barrel, really. Okay, so, and, okay. And, and then I had probably so, probably forty under. I'd say forty under PBRs. Okay. You know, and then another oh, thirty-five or forty in open rodeos, single outs. You know, now when you say uh, open rodeos, what do you, what do you, you're, you're not, well, they're not sanctioned, they're, yeah, they're not sanctioned by the PRCA or okay. they're not sanctioned, you know, they're, they're not sanctioned by the PRCA, which, so I don't use the Coors barrel there. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. may be on it, may be on it, but I don't count it in my rodeo count. So are you still doing some IPRA stuff? Absolutely. I'm doing one next week and I'm very excited about it. Okay. So, okay. Okay. Excellent. Very. Yeah. I'm, I'm. Yeah, I get to work uh, one for Danny Hedrick, who's okay. a stock contractor, and he was one of my old traveling partners when we were rodeo and riding bugging oh, horses. Wow. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah, and then he had forgot to hire a clown, so he calls Blue to say, "Hey, man, I need a clown." He said, "I got one sitting in the back seat. It would love to come see." You. And he's <laughs> yeah. like, "All right, you know." How fun! How fun to 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 be able to do that with those guys. How very oh, cool! It's great, you know, and that adds to the bank account, and also, you know, I get to see my friends. Yeah. And, and absolutely. And how many miles are you putting on a truck in a year? Um, anywhere from 40 to, well, by the time this year is out, mm-hmm. this truck here, I got it. I've, I've had it, uh, 13 months. I got it in September Yeah. over Labor Day. Yeah. And I have, uh, 
Well, I think the warranty has got about 500 miles, so I'm at 35,500 miles. So 35K in about 13 months. How often will you be trading out? I mean, because of the once track, a year or you, maybe two, I'm going to do them a year. Yeah, I've got a really good deal with Bailey Automotive out of uh, Oak Mulgee. Okay. And he gives them to me because he wants me in one of his trucks, you know, so I buy them at a great, great price. And yeah. then he said right now I'm actually selling a truck is worth more than it is at his price. So I'm actually making money, which I don't make money. It's paperwork money. I actually put it on the next one. So, you know, and I'll call him after a year or so and I'll say, Hey man, I need to buy a warranty for this truck. And he'll be like, "Now ah, let's just run a new one under your same price. Okay. You know? Okay. okay. So, you know, and I'm, and that's a Perfect. day's labor to get it swapped around. You bet. You bet. And is it stickered up at all? The truck? No, 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 no. You, you couldn't, you wouldn't know, you wouldn't know anything about it. No, no, okay. no, no. This is a, this is a 2000. I'm in a 22 right now. Yeah. And it's uh, it's maroon four wheel drive, and it looks like every other maroon four wheel drive Ram. I don't Not every two or three years. Oh yeah, it's a dually. Oh, it is and, a dually. Um, okay, yeah. Oh yeah, I have to because this trailer I have weighs twenty two thousand. What what are you pulling? I'm pulling a forty four foot Cyclone wow. RV. Wow. With a side patio with a toy hauler. It's a toy hauler with a side patio. It's the it used to be the longest one you can get in 2018, but now it's, I think there's a 45 footer. Okay. And it, it's the premier. It's a hundred and it lists for 130,000, I think. Cow. And how often? But that's you, my house. I you know, know. I totally get it. But you're putting miles on this house. Oh, how, Lord. Right. And I don't just mean miles going down the highway. You know what I mean? Your locker room, yeah. your party room, all that sort oh, of thing. Oh, yeah. There'll be <laughs> 80 people in it. You know, I'll, I'll give you this is a 2018 and it's getting pretty beat up. But here's what happened. Yeah. We're having a lot of trouble with the bottom end of these trailers, the suspension, the mm -hmm. drive. Mm -hmm. They're made to go to the lake. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. they're made to go to the lake four times a year and you'd be cool and live, you know, live in it for three days a week. Well, I'm living in this one and, and it's got 200 and something thousand, over 200,000 miles on it. Really? So what I did, the, the bottom end came out from under, I hit something in the road and the bottom end came out. So they were going to replace it. So I got them to replace it. You know, when they did it, I, Wes Stevenson, the old bareback rider, yep. 10 yep. time NFR guy. He he's a great great metal work guy. I mean okay. he's he does heavy metal. So I put a set of cattle hauler axles and DX wheels under this thing. Oh, you know the wow. big flat plate wheels like you see. Yep, yep. On like a on a cattle hauler trailer, not a not a semi, but like a mm -hmm. a big gooseneck that has the. And I put eight thousand pound axles on. Holy cow! Okay, so you're so you're, you're that's going why down I've the road. kept it longer than I would. Yeah, if ordinarily I'd already traded. Right, but. And she's a holding up pretty good, and then I don't want that junky suspension that's under the new ones, yeah. you know. So you will, when you trade out, will you say, hey, put my 8K axles under this new one? Ah, you know what? I'm thinking very seriously about that, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, I'm, and I might swap them mm -hmm. and, and have them put back. Mm -hmm. You know, it was funny when I traded these, I was having a lot of trouble with the back end, breaking springs and mm -hmm, shackles mm -hmm. and wearing them out. When we measured it, they measured it off the box. And I'm not knocking the company. I mean, they're not made to do what I do with it, but mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it was almost two and a half inches out of true. Oh, wow. Okay. 
Okay. And you think about two and a half inches doesn't send that far until you're going down the road a hundred thousand miles. How many tires you blowing out, Absolutely. wearing out? Absolutely. So talk a so little. I'm, talk a little bit about. I measured that. from the. Go ahead. Right. I measured from the pin box. Yeah. Yeah. On this one yeah. back, I and Wes and them did, I and that's see. where we found out it was two and a half, almost two and a half inches out. Holy cow! So we 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 trued everything back up and got it pulling right now. Now if I break a, you know you're not going to break a spring every once in a while these rough roads. Mm-hmm. It just it pulls right back up into the spring perch, never any problems, you know. And I always keep a set. I keep two sets of springs and a set of bolts for this thing at all times. I was going to ask. Okay, and you can swap those yourself. Oh yeah. Okay. This trailer actually has self levelers that will level okay. it, and it will pick it up off the ground to change a tire. You never have to uh, really. Okay. You don't have to worry about a jack if you have a flat tire or something. How often do you so? challenges of the roads always another question that comes yep. in from right so what are the how often um so when you lost your axles when everything went to heck and you had to you had to figure yep. it out how long were you down where were you stranded how did that work no what i did I, it had broke again and i put another spring on it and i, and I called wes and said wes i got a week here okay okay I, you know i'm near i happen to be near him and i said uh and it was it was junk. I mean, it was yeah. beat down. You know, the the shackles and stuff were bent. And I, I nursed it home on the way home. And I said, you know, I was I was coming back from the NFR actually. Okay. Okay. And I, and I, I hit something in New Mexico on the road, and it just it pulled one out. So I put two spares on it to get to Texas. He lives in Granbury below Fort Worth. Okay. And I said uh, to him, you know. I want to get this fixed. I have 13,000. And he said, we can do it for that. That's axles, tires, wheels, okay. the labor and everything. So okay. he got it. He went back to the insurance and said, well, hey, we need a little more for this kind of stuff, which it was torn up, you know? Yeah. yeah. And and have you had instances, though, where, man, you're stranded, you you got truck issues, you got trailer issues. What do you, well, yeah, does that happen or no? Yes, it does. Very okay very much um it yeah the the road is is very it's rough on them and the way the roads are right now they're killing these axles they're killing these trucks they're killing these trailers and it's it's so uh it's so tough to keep stuff going tires and wheels and mm-hmm. you know and oh it's just it's yeah. very rough yeah yeah so and how many days a year are you on the road robbie Away from home. I'm All actually, okay, mm-hmm. well, home is actually this RV. Okay, okay. Away from Georgia, away from uh, Cave Springs. You know what I'm saying. Yep. Um, I'm I'm never in Cave Spring anymore, actually. Okay. I have a farm okay. just out of there. Okay. And um, I, don't, uh, I don't get to go home much. I go get to see my friends like when I did my home deal the yep. other day, you know, yep. my reunion. But mainly, Doug, I live down in Gulf Shores, Alabama okay. uh, with my kids and yeah. my ex-wife on the ranch. Yeah. And then uh, I fly out of there. And then I, um, when I do that, I'll take a, uh, I'll, I'll take a weekend and fly like on Thursday to Sunday. And then I'm back and I get to be a dad with the kids. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. about April, it starts, you know, and I have to. I have to travel then, and that, mm-hmm. there's so much traveling in the spring, you know. Mm-hmm. And it, it's so uh, funny story. I, you know, I, I told you I'm going down the road here, mm-hmm. 
and uh, Matt from Blackberry Smoke just called me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah. That's another rock and roll guy. They may be oh, okay. coming to the show this week. That's okay. kind of cool. That's that's a day in my life right there to get a cool call from a cool guy. So. That's cool. That's cool. <laughs> and I'm trying to hang up on Matt from Blackberry Smoke to talk to you, Doug. <laughs> you are my good friend. No doubt. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. And we're getting close to the end here. We're getting no, close to the care. end. No, I don't care. I'm enjoying Let me tell you, <laughs> yeah. and to change the subject, yeah. this is like a couch, and you're the therapist <laughs> that I've got to talk about how my life is, has been yeah. and and how um, how things have developed in my life from being miserable to now. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. getting to do my uh, – one of my best friend's weddings for his daughter this week. And, you you know, I guess, I guess the good Lord decided with me, he said, you know what? You had hell in your toughest years. Yeah. Yeah. And you sucked it up and made it. So, you know what, dude, you gotta do whatever the hell you want to do. And don't matter what, Yeah. no matter what, don't take no, try it, try it until, they say no. Yeah. You know, and yeah. that's that's just kind of how I've been. And Try it until they my say life, no. I love it. Yeah, you know. And you can't have no in your heart. Joe Dirt said that, you know. Yeah, yeah. But but anyway, back to the traveling and stuff. Yeah. Um, if I want a mountain home living in this RV, I go to the mountains. If I want a beach okay. house, I go to the okay. beach house. I spend a lot of time in Granbury, Texas uh, with Wes out there on the at the lake. Okay. And then my, my beautiful girlfriend, Krista, we've been together 13 years. It was yeah, our anniversary yeah. last week. Congratulations. She lives in San Diego. Yeah. Well, thank you. She lives in San Diego. She is, her and that dog have got me more, uh, they've gotten me more rodeos and gigs than anything else. Okay. You know, I have okay. to say, because she's beautiful. She's charming. Yeah. And and we all know how bullet was, you know, yeah, from the absolutely. last segment. Absolutely, <laughs> yes, yes, yeah, yeah. You know, well, I've that, been blessed with with cool, you know, and, and this music thing is has changed my life, you know, around Texas and stuff. Getting to play music with everybody and the friends I made, just like I told you a minute ago. Yeah, you know, Matt from Blackberry Smoke calling, yeah. but yeah. it's um it's been a life changer. And someday it's all going to come to a screeching halt. You think so? You think it's just going to kind of um, coast in? Well, what do you think? No, no. no? Um, you think when they start be putting the embalming fluid, oh. put the embalming fluid in, then I'm going to quit looking for new things. You know, I'm always looking for the next big adventure. And so far I've found it. Okay. And, so, you know. Yeah. So you're talking about, you know, everybody's careers come to an end at some point. Are right. You, uh, 10 years away? Or are you 15 years away? What uh, are you from the rodeo aspect and the, and the going? Honestly, I'm thinking eight to 10 more. I'm 55, Doug. Okay. Okay. When, when I can't protect people in that barrel, mm-hmm. which, the guys take very, very, very good care of the old guy because they know, right. you know, I mean, my 17 concussions that I've had and, mm-hmm. you know, and they know that I'm, that I'm, I'm not in the twilights, but, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, yeah. I'm getting to the point, I'm, I'm really getting to the point where, you know, those dingings and crashings are hurting me a little bit more, but I still do them yeah. when there's a wreck. And I'll, there's nothing makes me happier than coming out of that barrel. Then bullfighters are laughing. So, well, you saved that one. <laughs> right, right. Uncle Robbie, so, you know. And 
if you're talking eight to 10 more years, how far ahead, this is another question always comes in. How, uh-huh. how far ahead are you booking shows and rodeos? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Right. That's, that's a great question. Okay. Well, I'll give you an example, you know, and now I'm not a full book for the next, I'm a full book for next year and, and about three quarters of a book the year after that. I try not to book out too far and i'm gonna tell you why doug yeah we don't know what gas is gonna go to we don't know what diesel is gonna be oh so when so you these guys book, that get nervous you're guaranteeing price when you book absolutely oh yeah you, are. you know I mean, you're well, they, they try to pin you to that yeah yeah you know so you know if i'm gonna book something you know three years out i'm gonna book it at 2500 okay. you know okay. because i don't know where it is yeah yeah or I'm going to book a clause in there and say, if gas is going up this much, I'm going to have to charge. have a little stipend. Fuel surge. You know, and I don't want to do that. Yeah, I don't yeah. want to do that. And, yeah. you know, if it's all running great and it's running across there great, yeah. that's fine. Yeah. That's more than fine. Yeah. So, so then, so then all the traveling, all the so far out, how do you plan your schedule? I mean, do you, do you literally get out an atlas and say, okay, if I book this show, I'm going to go from it's, 1500 miles to go from here on a on a monday morning to a thursday afternoon right and then right. it's and then it's a thousand miles but i got to be there for for tuesday afternoon are you doing right. that sort of thinking or I, I am you know you have to doug and but you try to put a run together but here's the problem there mm-hmm. are so many clowns now mm-hmm. so many different dates after covid mm-hmm. you know dates changed and stuff it's it's pretty doggone hard, to be honest with you, to put a whole full run together. Now, I was lucky, you know, with the Barnes run. It was Iowa, Minnesota, oh, nice. okay. Nebraska. Okay. You know, you were in a Midwest circle. Yep. This year, I was in a good Midwest circle of Nebraska, Kansas, Oklahoma, North Texas, South Dakota. Mm-hmm. You know. But you've I, done I tr- those great big circles, right? Oh yeah, I mean I've I've driven the wheels off one to get to them, and then mm-hmm. at the end of the day, mm-hmm. what's the difference? And this is what I try to tell these kids, mm-hmm. these young guys, they panic sometimes, and this is a good way to put it. And this is how I tell them: mm-hmm. they'll panic sometimes because they leave Las Vegas in their booth and they've not nothing booked. Mm-hmm. So I will um, I will say to them. Hey, let me let me put it in an example. Mm-hmm. You're booking rodeos. You're dropping the price just so you get it. Okay, mm-hmm. let's say this. Let's say a guy calls you tomorrow and says, hey, Billy Joe, for lack of a better name, I don't want to use any names, but there is underneath a bench in Rapid City, South Dakota, mm-hmm. okay, mm-hmm. there is a bench with $400 under it. Mm-hmm. You're going to take your truck and you're going to drive up there. We're going to pay your fuel. Mm-hmm. Okay. We're going to pay your fuel and expenses, but there is a underneath a bench is an envelope. It has $400 in it. Mm-hmm. Would you drive from Houston to rapid yeah. city yeah. to pick that 400 up? And you know what he'd do? Mm-hmm. You are out of your flipping mind. You right. stupid clown. Right. I said, well, you're doing the same thing when you book it for this price and it takes you 1200 to get there. Yeah. 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 And back. Do you, you know what I mean? But they see this glamorous price of, you know, people say, well, that probably makes 1500 to 2000 a purple. They don't realize, you know, 
that that credit card you machine got a lot of overhead, at don't that you? gas. You yes, you bet. yes. You bet. And I try to tell them that, and I said, "Don't panic." And I've shown them now. I don't ever fill my book up in Vegas. I wait. I make more money, for lack of a better term, sloppy mm-hmm. seconds, mm-hmm. than mm-hmm. I do off of that. They'll call me like this week. I just booked. Um, I just booked forty five hundred dollars for the next month worth of rodeos. This week, right, right, because right. people will call you and they know that I don't okay. book that far in advance, and I can, I can really, you know, and and then when they're late like that, sometimes they don't mind paying you a little more. Now I don't do that. I don't say, mm-hmm. well, you caught me last; right. it's going to cost you twice right. as much. Right. right. But then I can charge where my fuel is, also, you know, where where fuel is being um, priced, if yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, that that totally makes sense. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, and and I, I try to tell these young guys, don't panic. Yeah, especially your first or second year. I said we've all, all of us, yeah, have done some rodeos. We didn't make any money, especially the year when that fuel went to that. You know, when I had them booked, yeah. I said, I said, and they'll be like, well, I said I call back. No, 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 no. Once you call back. You're going to get to do that rodeo once. You bet. You bet. You know, because nobody, you know, you can drop a price. Mm-hmm. You can start high and go low, but you can't change prices, right. you know. And, right. Right. and and I think I think the guys, and, and that's the, the gold buckles and the plaques that I never get. Yeah. Is the respect to the young kids that can call and say, hey, Robbie, yeah. what do I need to do what here? Do, need to do? do I need to panic just yet, right? Yeah, and I'll say, no, why not panic? And yeah. you know what? They'll call and say, hey, I don't have anything in June. I'll say, give me about 15 minutes. Okay, okay. And you can hustle up some stuff for them. Oh, yeah, or somebody somebody come, you know, for every one that you can do, usually there's two to four that you can't that weekend. Yeah. Somebody's called you on, you know, and yeah. I say, you know, and if you haven't, if you've worked hard and you've earned it yep. and you get, you know, and you haven't undercut or done something, Somebody's going to send you one, and and you got to remember, there's five big guys in this business. When I say five okay. big guys, you know, yep, yep. the, you know, the brothers we call it. You yep, know, me, yep. Rump, John, and there's some more and mm-hmm. that are big, but we just have our little club, and we swap rodeos around. We try to bring somebody up every year. Okay, okay. A new guy. We brought Matt Tar up, and he's been the alternate for the NFR twice. Okay. He's been on that list every year. He's been in the coolest man in the can list every year. You know, he was very successful. We brought some guys up that didn't make it, which, you know, you can only do so much. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, no, understood, understood. You know, but we try to bring some up because we can't do every rodeo. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know. And that makes sense. And And one of my questions I had here was – what advice and you've given a lot of advice over these over this now third episode you've given a lot of advice and it matters to you you know that mentorship towards the young person that that's wanting to come up um yeah well i mean i enjoy doing that so what advice right now i walk up and i say i want to be a rodeo entertainer forget forget being a barrel man necessarily Right. I want to be a rodeo entertainer. How would I go about it? What's the first thing I do, Robbie? Okay, the first thing you want to do to me is have something new that you stand out. And okay. we've talked about that before. You know, when a guy mm-hmm. calls and says, hey, Robbie, I want to 
I want to get my, you know, I want to be a rodeo clown. I, I've got this car and this outhouse act. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, you and about 73 other ones I do see. that. I see. Okay. And it's not easy, Doug. Yeah. And I'm going to tell you why it's not easy. And I, I don't remember if we've talked about this or not. Yeah. You can go on YouTube right now yeah. and watch a guy jump out of an airplane. Yeah. With no parachute. Yeah. You can go watch a guy on a bicycle do 39 backflips and land it. Okay. We have nothing to compare to that. Okay. You know. Yep. 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 You have YouTube now. So yeah, it's yeah. tough. Yeah. So you better come up with something pretty good. Yeah. You know, yeah. have something new. Yeah. Don't, you're not Flint Rasmussen. Yeah. You're not John Harrison. Yeah. You're not Robbie Hodges. Yeah. Be you, be you know, you. Mm-hmm. be you, come up with it because we need some more BUs. We've got plenty of guys that imitate Flint Rasmussen. We got plenty of guys that, that imitate other clowns. Yeah. I don't have a lot that imitate me, and I wonder why. I guess because I'm kind of rough, but no, it hurts me. It hurts me deeply. No, I do have. I, yeah, I you know, yeah, and you know, yeah. have your own deal. Don't okay. be the same guy because then you're a cheap imitation. Why are you going to get the same price? Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, you, you can get Equate brand, or you can get you know. So that that advice and the other advice I give to somebody is if you if you're not Right now, everybody wants to move to this level, okay? Right. And they think that it's easy. Yeah. And it, it it's not. I have worked my life to get into this position where I'm at, where I'm a uh, top I'm entertainer. A, I guess so. I, I don't like to say that. That's, that's okay. No, top entertainer. Okay. One of the big at, at the level of the level of success that I've had in this business and sport. Mm-hmm. It didn't happen overnight. No, I've developed. I've developed a character. Yeah, you know, I've developed another character. I have failed on some characters. You don't know how many people's garages. There are some really crappy acts that I thought were going to be the one that gets me act of the year. Yeah, yeah. And there's stuff that somebody's that they'll call and say, "What the hell do you want me to do with this tank?" Right. <laughs> or you know, right, right. right. Throw it away. Yeah. It didn't work. You it know, didn't work. Yeah. get something new and always call somebody and talk to them about what you need to do. Don't, don't assume. And if somebody calls you about a rodeo and you had, and you know, so-and-so had that rodeo and it happens all the time. Mm-hmm. Say, I'm having trouble here. And you, and you immediately pick up the phone and call the person that had it and let them know you're shopping that rodeo I or they're shopping they're it, shopping. not you. Do you want me to stand in? Do you want me to stand back? Yeah. What? Yeah. I mean, hey, Joe, I'm letting you know they're mm-hmm. they're shopping your rodeo. They call me about doing it in 2026. Mm-hmm. Have you got any plans on going back? Mm-hmm. You know, no, I'm already booked somewhere. That's what you'll usually get. Okay. Okay. I you know, see. and every once in a while they go, yeah, I'd like to go back again. Well, here's what I'm going to do. Yeah. You know, they'll they'll say, dang man, I didn't know they were shopping me. Yeah. And then you, as a courtesy, if you want to fit in, you'll say. Well, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to bid this sucker about 3000 more than you are for the weekend. I see. I see. And then if they really want you out of there, they're going to get rid of you, and then I'll take it. Okay. Okay. You know, and work the, work the work barrel. Work the barrel. Work the barrel. Yep. Work the barrel. If you can and you're physically capable, work the barrel because you're giving them an extra thing there, you know? As we talk, that's a whole nother skill set all in of itself, though, right? Yeah, it really is. <laughs> and, it, you know, and that's. 
that's a learning curve that hurts. Yeah. <laughs> that's not one you learn in a, you know, people ask me, what's the hardest part of rodeo? And I say, well, besides making 8,000 people laugh and not pissing one of them off, right. right. It's, it, it's, it's the fear of screwing a great bull ride up or, or the fear of somebody getting hurt and you could have done more in your barrel, you, you bet. know, you bet. So, so, so last couple questions. Okay. Yeah. Anything. These are good questions. Anything. Man, well, are, I've got a whole bunch more. We might have to do a fourth episode, dude. Um, anything okay. that I haven't asked you, what haven't I asked you that you'd love for somebody finally to ask you in an interview? Um, <laughs> that is an awesome. Now you're, am I running for Miss America here? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> How to make world peace, uh, yeah, yeah. world peace. Yeah. Now, um, I've always thought about this. Yeah. The hiding behind the makeup as uh, opposed to playing in a band. Uh, it is so easy to hide. Like if I do an act and I screw something up, it was a rodeo. As my mentor Rudy Burns would say, dude, it was a clown act. It was screwed up when you started. Don't worry about it. You know, <laughs> right. Well, let me tell you something. When you're standing up here playing guitar, you have hiding. to do it right. No hiding. No, no, no. You can't hide from it. Oh, oh my God. gosh. I just, I just passed a $250 hubcap for a Ram truck. Should I turn around and get it? <laughs> uh, <are you> <laughs> anybody in this world that owns a truck? Yeah. Yeah. Anybody that, drives a, a, a dodge they're the to my opinion the greatest trucks out there but once you change the, the tire on it yeah you're gonna lose a, a center cap and they're 150 bucks i just saw one oh i just saw a brick of gold laying on the side of the highway right yeah. here in lafayette louisiana yeah. um back to that 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 question um is i've never walked in an arena does it bother you when people write letters is another question. Absolutely. Okay. okay. They can be, they can be 9,000 people there. And that one letter hurts me more than the 9,000 who cheered, patted you on the back. Um, yeah. you know, yeah. had a good time, shake your hand, want to come drink beer with you. Hmm. That to me, that is the hardest part of this deal. Does that you happen know, on occasion? Absolutely, it okay. has. You know, okay. 2016 mm -hmm. was a horrible year for me, but I found out how many friends I had, you know. And yeah. You don't just get over some overzealous reporter, and the next thing you know, you're on the news, and, mm -hmm. you know, and, mm -hmm. and I don't agree with things that a lot of them say. You know, I think the, you know, some people have said some things that they, they should have not. Right. I didn't walk out there intending right. on insulting anyone, you know. Right, right. You know, yeah. and give me a chance to make it right. Don't write this stuff on right. Tuesday, right? When I'm uh, when I'm not there to defend myself, come up to me during that rodeo and say, "Hey, my son has this problem. My son, you know, he might be confused about his gender or something." And I, I don't use that anymore. You know, mm -hmm. I didn't like what you said about the president, which I don't anymore. Yep. Very, very seldom. Yep. You know, I didn't like what you said about Nancy Pelosi, but you know, back in the day. Yeah. <laughs> Politicians yeah. were supposed to be fair game, right? Ask Johnny Carson. Yeah, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah. But nowadays, mm -hmm. if you do it, you're going to have a cancel culture. Right. Right. You know. Right. 
Right. Yeah. Um, another another question like that is the preparation it takes during the winter to build an act, you know, and how long and how much thought has to go into something that nobody else has. Yeah. Where, it's where, virtually where, impossible. Where do the ideas come from? Do they just pop out at you? Do yeah. You just go, it, it's. Hmm. Elvis came to me one time standing in a shower. You told I was, me that. It, yeah, I remember you saying and, that. And wham, you know, and in the chicken in outer space. Yeah. I, I don't even remember. It was just like, hey, we're going to send a chicken to the sun. Maybe I heard an act. Yeah. You know, maybe I heard something like an act where, you know, where this guy was going to go to the sun. We're going to go at night. I'm like, that, that queued up something that said, hey, yeah. this, you know, yeah. this chick's chicken in outer space. Yeah. You know, and a lot of stuff, I'll swap with somebody. I had an act where Preston Folks taught me to do an act one time. And um, as an example, he he taught me this act, the old gold digger act, where you have the commode lid and it pops. And, you know, remember that when you used to Mm -hmm. walk around Mm -hmm. and you'd find the bottle of of whiskey in the the dirt? Mm Mm-hmm. I did it at Pasadena a few years ago because I was having to do multiple, you know, multi-day acts. And I did it, and Mark Evans... He says one day, he said, man, do you reckon I could borrow that? And I said, take it, take it off. <laughs> right. And you know what? This yeah, year yeah. he brought it back to me and I did it there again, okay, you know? Okay, so, okay, and it was like, why would you give, why would you give somebody an act like that? Okay. And I said, because one day I'm going to have to stand before my maker and I'm going to say, I had, I tried to help somebody, you know? Yeah. That's they used cool. to say Elvis gave away more than he ever had. Mm-hmm. And it re and it recouped after his death, you know? Mm-hmm. And one day when somebody, you know, they're at my, those nine people and three of them, you know, are the only ones that aren't carrying me. Yeah. Look over in that pine box <laughs> yeah. and they're going to say, you know, I yeah. don't know how many NFRs that guy had. Right. right. I don't know how many awards and plaques, but you know what he did? Mm-hmm. He helped me get started. Yeah. You know, the Facebook posts, you know, and that's what I try to tell the kids. Don't be a single person in this business. You can't do it. Mm-hmm. Very, very seldom have I seen it work. You better have some allies and buddies because every one of us had to have some help along the way, you know, be it a rodeo announcer recommending you, Mm -hmm. another clown recommending you. Mm -hmm. And the only way to do that is play with the team, you know, play for your team and and be on that team. And you may have to take one for the team every once Mm -hmm. in a while. Mm -hmm. You may have to do something you don't want to do. You may have to skip a rodeo. You may have to give one up for somebody Mm -hmm. needing something, you know. Yep. Yep. Wow. Okay. And have a good, good, good microphone. Mm-hmm. You are no better. <laughs> they you, can't you hear are you, no right? better. <laughs> if they have to strain to hear you, yeah, yeah. they have to strain to laugh. Yeah, yeah, that's good. I and like one that. more advice, and then yeah. I'm going to quit. Okay. If you don't have time to say it, answer it with the announcer, people process it, and people laugh about it, then wait before you say it. Ah, okay. I hear a lot of clowns thinking they got to squeeze a joke in right there in 30 seconds. It should be a one-minute setup. Yeah. And it totally runs. And then once you do that, that joke's ruined for the weekend. Yep, yep, yep. You know, you don't go, and then he went over there and he had a chicken. Right, right. You know, Yep. people have to process a joke. Mm-hmm. And don't ever start a joke with the first line of it. Okay. Hey, man, guess what happened? Yeah. Is what you started with. I see. I see. 
you want to grab them and you always hit them a little hard with a good gosh, you're not going to believe what happened yesterday. Okay. And then you say, and I'll give you an example. Last night at that wedding, the first line was in my script that my beautiful girlfriend helped me write out, you know, and, yep. and actually yep. I got it. I got the whole wedding ceremony from Bob Tallman. Okay. Who I called okay. it. He helped me with it. The, the legend, you know, the legend. I even the mentioned that. Absolutely. So I walked up there and I just didn't like when they, you know, when everybody got up there in the first thing and I didn't want to sound like Catherine, to whom do I give this bride away in these sacred times of tomorrow? Yeah. I looked at everybody out there and about half of them I knew, Yeah, you know, Joe B was there and all them. I said, well, folks, it's one hell of a way to start a Tuesday night, ain't it? They all it just <laughs> changed the whole, you bet. what a great way to spend a Tuesday night at yeah. somebody's wedding. You bet. Totally changed the entire mm -hmm. mood, you know, and then they knew it was going to be a clown doing it, you know, yeah. <laughs> but then yeah. I, I kept it serious and I kept yeah. it reverent. But I could also throw a little bit in after that, you know, yeah. and when you start a joke like that, do it like that, do it, you know, catch them. You got to catch them. And then I went right into the, oh, man, I, you know, I, I didn't do the Audrey no, Hepburn, no. Catherine, Catherine Hepburn, you know, but. <laughs> right, right. Imitation. No, no, no. All but, right. Final, that's that's my advice. Final question then. Thank you for okay. all the advice and hopefully the youngsters that are interested in being being rodeo entertainers are taking notes as they listen to this episode, right? Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. And um uh do you have a new joke that you're trying out that you could share with us? Oh boy. <laughs> Is this the hardest question of the night? I used it the other day and, and about that's okay. I've used it a couple of times. I said, yeah, the other night I was at the, I went to the, to the bar pretty late and said, I went for my last beer. Yeah. This is dumb. You have to, this isn't set up, but I said, I said, I went for my last beer and I had to walk across at two 30 in the morning. I had to walk across the dance floor and I ended up winning the dance contest. <laughs> Just walking across. Yeah, like and, you know, I mean, that's what I'm saying. You got to, I don't have, <laughs> yeah. I don't have a, a fanny pack full of jokes. No. Because there's so much comedy yeah. in the guy toting nine beers up to the, <laughs> right. you know I what see. I mean? I do. Or the guy yelling at his kid, you know, and, and the other day I did, I said this when I said, uh, so I see this guy just giving it to his kid, you know, yeah, and I'm like, yeah. do you want me to do that for you? Yeah. And I'm like, I'm sitting down. And he just looks at me and I said, do you know how hard it is to have authority in a clown suit? <laughs> <laughs> right. You in know, the moment, I, right? In the moment. I, I have to work off. Doug, you've known that for me yeah, yeah, most yeah. of my life. And then once yeah. we get rolling on something and you yeah. like, that was some of my favorite times. And you say, hold on, Sammy. <laughs> don't let him nod just yet because right, this right. idiot is on a flipping tangent <laughs> yeah, right, right here. He's rolling. Yeah. yeah you know, yeah. and, and that's when, it, that's when it's good, man. That's, that's when it's good. That's when you've got them. Yep. That's when you've got them. That's when they're singing along to the first note of a song you sang. You bet. You bet. So, wow. Robbie, we have covered a lot and I know there's, there's another 10, 12, 14 hours yet to record, <laughs> I think. 
My, well, we don't want to bore them. Well, but. I don't think they're going to be bored, but my goodness, what uh, what a hoot to catch up, dude. What a hoot I to, have, yeah. This has been such an adventure, and, you know, if you got room for one more, I'd love to start with, you know, the, the music folks and the Leonard Skinner stuff and the, the Blackberry Smoke stuff and the, yeah. You know, yeah. the, the Georgia Satellite things and the Heathright from Ricochets. And There's... maybe next week, and I promise we'll, we'll shorten this up some. But okay. man, I just, oh, you I, got... this is like sitting at a bar stool <laughs> with you and, and catching up, man. Okay. All right. I'm well, so proud of what you're doing. Well, I pre- well, I got great storytellers here with me. That's what I got. I got folks that like yourself to just weave it together, man. And uh, the more the more you the more you talk, the more questions I got. That's just how this well, goes. So, but we're going to end I'm it sure here enjoying tonight. It. You bet. So, okay. Two hands on the wheel. Ten and two. Got them. Okay. Always do. That's why I've got this thing on there. Absolutely. Hands hands free. Right. I mean, you are hands free. Yes. Yes. And focused. hands free and eyes on the road. Yes. And eyes on the hey, road. Hey, we were we're stretching them now. We were almost two hours. We are. <laughs> we're getting there. We're getting there. Um, and do punch in that BTC. Uh, you can find it on Spotify and Apple Podcasts Absolutely. there, Robbie. And what a way to make the miles go, right? What a way. Oh, it's great. Okay. You know, I listened to I listened to your uh your cast from uh from St. Keith the other day. It's great. Okay. Talking to Silver. Yeah. yeah. Next thing I know, yeah. next thing I know, I am uh I'm where I'm at, you know? Okay. So. Well, do you realize I posted up the thirty-fifth episode today? Wow. Dale That's... Yerrigan. Do you ever hear of Dale oh, Yerrigan? Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, Dale yeah. Dale Yerrigan. Dale Dale and I used to travel with Cody Sosby. If you ever get him back on and you need yeah. to do another, you need to ask him about Cody Sosby trying to lose weight and hiding the uh, ho-ho cakes under his pillow and okay. getting caught. Okay. I will do that. Actually, <laughs> I, he and I are going to have another conversation coming up, hopefully over the next week or so, uh, Dale and I. Yeah. Sounds amazing. You bet. Sounds amazing. All right. Well, we hope you enjoy our podcast as much as Robbie and I enjoy doing it. I think you can tell by our conversations that it is a hoot. So check us out. Hey, we're now on Instagram, Beyond the Shoots. And to make your listening easier, you can find us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Search for Beyond the Shoots and follow us. Reminder, check out the New York State Rodeo Museum Facebook group page and become a member. And we'd like to thank Parasite Systems for their support with our podcast. Parasite System is a push-button parasitic diagnostic system for pasture animals, horses, cattle, goats, sheep, and chickens. And for your companion animals, your dogs and your cats, you can find them at ParasiteSystems.com. And BTC023 is a coupon code. BTC023. Use that coupon code to save 50% off of your test kits so when you go online there at parasite systems now this is beyond the shoots we've had a blast with rock and robbie hodges until next time thank you for listening